everybody, and welcome again to the Real Collective Podcast, the podcast that is podcasting all the podcasts. Uh, today, we're a cover podcast. We're going to be covering another podcast. We've memorized a conversation between two celebrities, and we're going to go and do that now. Um, no, that's not the show. Today, we have some things in store. Uh, if you, if it's your first time here, uh, or if it's your second or third and maybe you haven't done it yet, please like, subscribe, and share the channel on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, all that kind of fun stuff. And um, we really appreciate your support. So thanks very much for letting us into your ear holes. Uh, I am Brennan McKeegan. This is Sean Tasse. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm just trying to uh, just trying to breathe fresh air, which seems to be hard these days. A lot of, a lot of smoke warnings, which makes it tough. But, uh, you know, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. Keep the keep the windows closed and the uh the doors closed and the circulation off. Pretty much. That's yep. all you can do. Lots of smoke advisories, everybody. Um speaking <laughs> of smoke and how it could damage a home. Segway. Uh that's what we thought we would talk about today. Uh sometimes you have things wrong with a home that you can see. Sometimes there's things wrong with a home that you can't see. Mm. And sometimes there's things wrong with a home that maybe you can't see or are done but should be disclosed. Yep. Yeah. Those are called defects. Yeah. And there are three types of defects, and we're going to cover them today. Ooh. So we're going to begin. Uh, let's name them all. Sean, what are the what are the three defects that we have? Uh, well, we've got... Uh, you, you, you caught me off guard with the third. Uh, there's There's... Two that I can think of. One is uh, latent. One is patent. What's your What's the third one? Material. Ooh, material facts. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Material facts must be disclosed. Uh, but so the idea is, um, I think there's a lot of confusion. Uh, consumers not knowing uh, what the law is as it pertains to disclosure when it comes to a house and i think a lot of that confusion stems from real estate agents who don't know what the law is when it comes to disclosure with regards to a home and the thing is it's not cut and dry right there's some times where the listing agent uh should not disclose information because it puts their client in a worse situation and it's therefore up to the buyer's agent to ask that information there are times where the listing agent must disclose and there's this gray area where the listing agent could disclose, but they don't have to. Um, so, you know, and and if they choose to, again, it might put their client in a in a bad spot. And so, having, you know, having having this gray area is why we have law, right? It's why we why there's people who practice law and argue, hey, you know, you should do this, should do this. Um, the 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 main differentiator is uh, if there is a latent defect, which is something that you can't see but is a problem with the house and you know about it and it's not visible you as the seller must disclose that and the seller's agent must disclose that information to the to the to the buyer right or to the buyer's agent regardless of whether or not you're asked so for example if there is a huge crack in the foundation wall and instead of fixing the crack they just put up a piece of drywall like that day over top of it uh and then show the property you can't do that 
that is that is a non-disclosure of a latent defect, right? Uh, a patent defect on the other side. I'll let you hit patent defects. That's the that's the easy one. And you're good at you're good at patent defects, man. You're 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 really good at it. We were at a house yesterday, and you were just like, boom, 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 right? Yeah. Well, that pretty much explains it. It's uh, stuff you can see. Uh, <laughs> stuff you can see that's um, kind of wrong, well, wrong with the house. Uh, you know, soffits that are cracked open. And by basically, there's like a little hole that looks like it was done by rodents or bats or something like that. And that was kind of the case yesterday. Um, so there might be something living in the attic. Uh, maybe there's some visible foundation issues that you can see. Um you know, when you can see that uh, bricks on two sides of the house have been replaced because the bricks don't match the rest of the house. It's very clear. Um, so, yeah, the when you, uh, when you go in the basement and you see the block foundation wall bowing. Yeah. Three seven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it's all the stuff that you can see that's readily available uh, to you that you're kind of responsible to notice on your own and that's why there's that opportunity to get a house inspection or a home inspection um to help cover those and understand those and know what you're getting into um yeah and that that also includes like the age of the windows right you can you can yeah. typically see the age of the windows the age of the furnace that sort of thing it's maybe a little bit harder to see the age of the ac and you know the, you can you can look at the shingles and get a sense of, of what they are a lot of the times the listing agent will disclose that information especially if it's you know if they're newer, right? If they're older, they you typically don't hear about what the age of the stuff is. If they're newer, you're like, oh yeah, hey, look, this is two years old or whatever it is. Um, but all of that stuff, you and I can see. Maybe maybe a newer agent might not be able to pick it up, but a lot of the training that we do on the team is about like, hey, these are the things to pick up, right? Because really we go into houses and we cut them up, right? It's like, oh, here's a problem, here's a problem, here's a problem. I think a lot of people listen, I don't know how a lot of people run their business. I imagine that there are some agents who go in and say, oh, wow, this is wonderful. Look, here's the kitchen. They did all these upgrades. Look at these floors, right? And I, yeah. maybe I get that sense because of like real estate TV shows, right? Because they just like Vanna, very Vanna White, very like, ah, and look at this. And here's the this. And it's like, that doesn't serve the buyer clients at all, obviously, right? Yeah. So you know, be, being able to start to see, um, hey, look, here's something about this house. Oh, hey, wait a second. It looks like that goes with this and starting to come up with an idea of how um, some issue might have happened. Um, you know, oh, look at this retaining wall is failing. And it looks as though that might have something to do. It's failing in the area where there's uh, that bowing in the wall, you, you know, like all those different sorts of things are I think important when trying to come up with the story about the house. And sometimes, sometimes we're wrong, right? And if there are issues with the house and, and that's sort of on a buyer agent side, if there's issues with the house and you're a listing agent, you want to get ahead of them, right? You want to explain the story. Hey, here's, you know, here's the issue that we noticed. Here's what's up. And uh, this is why it looks the way that it does. Right. Um, like we sold a house last night and there was a, a small leak from the hot on-demand hot water tank. It was on the second floor. It didn't damage the floors on the on the on the on the floor below them, but they did have to replace a whole, uh, you know hole. They had to cut a hole in the ceiling and then patch that up. So you can see that there's a patch job if you look for it. And you know what you're doing. 
um, you know, and, and being able to disclose that it's something that someone doesn't have to come up with their own story about like, oh, why did this happen or what's going on here or whatever. So I think it comes down to, uh, you know, the setup um, and sort of how, how, how you're disclosing information on the listing agent side and making sure that it, uh, you know, it, it makes sense and it, it's accessible. Um, and, and, you know, we've had issues where uh, there are things that don't, we'll talk about stigmas in the second part, but stigmas actually uh, are, are another sort of gray area where the listing agent doesn't have to disclose them. Uh, but if the buyer agent asks, then the, then they, then, then they must say what it is because technically the stigmas are, are a little bit different than, than the defects or the material facts. Uh, defect is like a latent defect is something that you're trying to hide as the seller. Right. And that can get you yeah. into a lot of trouble. So. Yeah. Yeah. On, uh, on both sides of things. Uh, and I think sometimes maybe realtors are like, a, if I don't ask, then there's not a problem. <laughs> you know, I've seen that before. But then you have these things that like, when a house was a grow up before. And depending on what the grow up was, like when it's an illegal size and like the whole house is converted to it yeah. and then converted back to a regular house, uh, that needs to be disclosed because there's also a stigma attached to that. So, so the, and, and that's what most people think, but in reality, it doesn't. Um, and we, we, we ran into this probably about three or four years ago. Uh, if it has been completely remediated and uh, it's it conformed to all of the uh, governmental uh, rules and regulations, um, it doesn't have to be disclosed, but if you're asked about it directly, uh, you do have to say it. And we, we had this unless you have something in writing from your from your from your seller from your list from if you're the listing agent uh, saying you cannot say this and if you have that the answer to the buyer agent saying like hey was this house ever used as a grow up I can neither I I cannot disclose that information to you uh, I would suggest you do your own research <laughs> I, I'm, this is we this is what I went through and you know you'd think that it should have to be disclosed but because technically because it's a stigma. It doesn't have to be, which is silly, but that's, those are the rules, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit uh, different than, than, than what most people think, right? Yeah. I find most times though, the full remediation is not done. Uh, and that's usually involving the attic or proper venting and that kind of stuff, because that all gets changed when it's a grow up, but blah, 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 blah. Depending well, if it's all done, then yeah, like now it's just back to what it was. Sure. Yeah. 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 If it, if it was done, then it needs to have like, it needs to have an air quality test. It needs to be signed off by the, by the municipality, et cetera, et cetera. And if you have all of that, then you don't have to disclose unless you're asked specifically. Uh, but if it doesn't have that, then yes, of course you have to disclose because then that, you know, again, if it's stuff hiding in the attic or hiding in places where you can't see it and it hasn't been remediated, then you then, then you then you do have to disclose right because it, it lives therefore as a latent defect um there was another grow up that we'd seen uh and if you it didn't mention anywhere on the listing that it was a former grow up and when you go on google street view and you go like back in time you can see it was it had like it was all barred up and there was a sign saying like yep. this house is under arrest and you look at the roof and like you know it, 
all houses have snow on them and then this one is like doesn't melted snow no snow it's like the dead of winter it's like some telltale signs that you start to look for when you're when you're when you're dealing with this that you again you wouldn't think of um you know little tricks of the trade right like going back on google street view and looking at it you know in 2014 uh 10 years ago to see like what it was here's the thing grow ops aren't really a thing anymore because you can grow plants in your house and nobody cares and pot's not illegal anymore so it's more like you know meth labs like yesterday yeah (laughs) yeah breaking bad in the basement wasn't really a meth lab wasn't really a meth lab they just had plastic uh sheets up around some studs so it just looked like it Oh, all right. I'm going to catch my breath and take a big yawn uh, during the break that we're about to take right now. Um, again, like, subscribe and share the channel, all that kind of fun stuff. We'll uh, hear from us right now <laughs> in our own break. We'll see you in a minute on The Real Collective Podcast. This episode of The Real Collective Podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back to the second half. Thanks for sticking around. The stop for the... I don't know. I was trying to think of a bunch of words that sounded like stigma. I have the alliteration for it. It's not there. But that's what we're going to talk about here in the second half. We're going to talk about all kinds of stigmas and what kind of stigmas they are. Um, stigmas that keep people from buying a property because like, oh, well, I don't want that. And there's things that happen. Um, a lot of people think if somebody dies in a home that you have to tell people about it. People die in homes all the time. They're called estate sales. Uh <laughs> not not every estate sale a disclaimer not every no estate. i know but you know what i mean like it's it's not like people pass away they just they live a full life and they pass away in their home and it's peaceful um but there is the other one obviously and that's when there is a maybe a murder or a suicide in the property and that's a stigma because some people don't want to they don't want anything to do with that i feel like in this housing market you get a murder house what a deal Right? Because what are the odds of being murdered in a house twice? Wait, what? There's already been one murder in the house. What's the odds of a second one happening? Got it. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, what? Are you making a joke? Like, oh, what are the odds? If you get it, what a, what a deal, because you're, you're getting killed when you buy a house. In no. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, the thing is, like, Sigma's all, you know, Signals are different for different people, right? Different people have different, oh, well, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not. Someone died in that house. For me, that's a stigma. For someone else, it might not be. Someone was murdered in the house. For me, no, that's not a stigma. But for somebody else, it might be. And so taking the time to sit down with our clients and going through like, hey, you know, what, what's important to you? You know, do you, would you buy a house that was used as a grow up if it's been completely remediated? 
if you would, then cool. Would you buy a house that was, you know, a gangster? One of one of the Hell's Angels had as their clubhouse, and it was completely fixed up. You know, would that matter to you? <laughs> you know, I, I'm just, <laughs> I think it'd be great if the Hell's Angels had like a house, but it was like perfectly decorated, like just the most like super magazine ready like at the hey take your boots off at the door <laughs> uh yeah i mean my all of my all of my reference points go come from watching uh sons of anarchy right yeah. i'm looking at their like uh, their clubhouse and stuff I'm like oh my goodness yeah um yeah i don't have i don't have a lot of experience with uh with hell's angels in ottawa clubhouse. <laughs> that's probably for the best yeah yeah uh yeah i mean so if the the problem the problem is they're different for everybody. They're not actually uh, defined by our um, by our our internal rules. So we've got the REBA Real Estate and Business Brokers Act two thousand two, which is soon going to be replaced by TRESA, which is Trust and Real Estate Services Act. Um, but REBA does not define stigma, so they don't say, "Hey, these properties are are stigmatized properties." So it might be the case that someone says, you know, oh, well, I don't want to live in a house that is this, that isn't defined as one of these sort of five things that we normally look at. The five things that we normally think of as stigmas is, you know, if the property was used in the ongoing commission of a crime. So whether it's drug dealing, used as a, a chop shop or, or a brothel, something like that. Um, if a murder or a suicide, like you said, happened in the property, uh, if it was previously owned by like a notorious individual, like known murderer or a crime leader, or something like that. Um, or if there's, this is a, always a fun one. If there's reports that the property's haunted, right? That kills me. <laughs> uh, said, yeah. And then the, the fifth is a former grow up, which has been remediated according to the local health and building authority. So all of those, those five are the sort of top five stigmas. Um, but they're not technically defined. Um, it's funny because you see these these real estate, uh, you know, on, on the realtor groups, like we are, we'll joke with each other. And at the top, uh, they call it a rider, like that goes on the top of a sign. It says, uh, yeah. not, not haunted. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's my go-to whenever a house is busy and like my clients might like it or just in general, just in passing, if I see another realtor coming in after me and like, Wow, that place sure was haunted, huh, guys? I got just I don't know. I just think it's funny. Uh I don't really think but here's my th here's the thing. Every ghost for a haunted house is always from the Victorian area. That's oh. it. Wow. Only then. They're only from like when you always see them, and this isn't me who came up with this, but when you when you see them, they're always in like Victorian garb, like the long, the long uh pajama dress kind of thing. That's it always like that there's never no ghosts are like from the 50s just walking around a leather jacket like hey get out of my house <laughs> like none of them nobody there's no ghosts in disco pants from the 70s to like, <laughs> like is there a timeline that we're living in that like you have to like you're a ghost and then you become a visible ghost and we're just in that victorian era like that's how far back the ghosts are and maybe in the future they go to the next one like they'll have 20s gangsters walking around yeah get out of my house eh? <laughs> i mean it could be we we were in a house yesterday and you could easily make the uh 
you could you could make the argument that it was used for human trafficking just the way that the whole place was laid out yeah <laughs> so i mean that's that's not written down here as one of the stigmas uh, as an example but some people might say like like there there was like blood stains on the couch man it looked like it it looked like it but it was one of those couches that was like leather kind of thing not quite suede but you know those suede couches that like they always just have stains on them well I hate yeah, those. It's, like, it's not just a stain it's like it it like it goes out into this circular ladder yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and there was this room at the back of the house that was all brick right and it's like like cinder block side. cinder it's block brick block. yeah yeah and, and painted right and like a side entrance and you walk into this little cinder block just fully boxed in room and there's a couch there Mm-hmm. And that's where they ask you questions, and then they take you into the next room, sit you on the couch, make you think everything's okay. Yeah. That also has no windows. No windows in this entire basement. Million dollar home. Yeah. No windows in a basement. Yeah. And then so funny. And then and a you... disco light. Yes. God, it was so funny. We could have yeah. filmed a whole movie there. It would have yeah. been so funny. Yeah, absolutely. But so, 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 okay, back to stigmas. Stigmas are different for different people, obviously. Uh, and, and by sitting down with your buyer clients and, and asking the questions about, hey, what's important to you about a house? Some buyers might say, look, I don't care if somebody died here, but it means I'm getting a deal on the house, then I'll, I'll do it. And some people might say, look, I don't want to buy a former grow up. It, it sketches me out. I don't want to do it. Okay, great. Then as the buyer agent, you are required to ask of the listing agent, hey, is there any stigmas or things that I need to know about with this house? Was it used as a brothel or, you know, was it used for, for you know, making drugs? Sometimes we've even seen offers that come in with those things on it. Um, you know, would it matter if the death is from natural causes or accidental being caused by a violent act or suicide? Like these are questions that we have to ask. As the listing agent, you should be asking these things of your client as well, but you have to disclose them, but you don't have to advertise them. And that's, that's the difference, right? And that's where that, that's where you get into a little bit of that gray area is like, what's best for your client. And again, if your client writes you an official letter and says, you are not allowed to disclose this information and that's their legal thing, then you just have to answer the question that the buyer agent asks you. Hey, you know what? Uh, I would advise you to do your own research about the property. That's all you can do because yeah. you can't, right? Um, would it would it matter to you if it was a a crib death of an infant, like SIDS or something like that? You know, like would you be concerned uh, by a death that occurred twenty years ago, or is it a recent one that would you know upset you? These are, I mean, shit questions to ask. Could you imagine though? So there was a death. Uh, it happened twenty one. <laughs> It happened 21 years ago. Oh, thank God. Because anything 20 years and under, that's too soon. But 21 years, that's okay. It happened in the Victorian era. Yeah, of course it did. It always <laughs> happens in the Victorian era. Every Scooby-Doo ghost was a Victorian era ghost. And, and yeah, you know, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the new deaths, you won't get any ghosts, right? But the, the old deaths, you will. Yeah, um, got to get to the old deaths. Yeah. So, so the, the, the seller disclosure of stigma, the reason why the seller does not have to disclose the stigma is because the doctrine is, is called caveat emptor, which means buyer beware. And so the buyers are ultimately responsible to satisfy themselves that the property they're acquiring is suitable for their purposes because different buyers have different needs. So the seller doesn't have to say, hey, look, it was used as a grow up because some buyers might say, I don't care. Right. And so in that instance, um, 
that's the way that the rules and the law is written, right? We don't write the law. We just have to follow it. Um, so, you know, and then if you get into a multiple representation scenario, it gets a little bit more complicated. Um, you know, the seller would have to uh, consent. Of course, the buyer would have to consent to that multiple representation. And then the seller uh, in consenting to multiple representation would have to say to the buyer, uh, sorry, their agent would have to tell them, hey, look, we have to disclose anything we know about the property because now the brokerage is representing both parties, right? Yeah. So, and it's an obligation. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so, um, you know, I guess just as a recap, latent defects must always be disclosed. Stigmas are a kind of weird gray area where you're asked and, you know, and, and if, if you're not asked, you don't have to disclose. If you are asked, you have to, but there's a way that you can protect yourself. And then uh, patent defects are like, if you didn't see it, you're an idiot. Right? Yeah, it's kind of the way to break it down. Yep, yeah, pretty much. So it's, uh... your fault. Your fault, mom. <laughs> mom, you sold me a broke a broken house. And I heard about this one. I'll I'll tell you this. I hold. I heard about someone who bought a house, a, a piece of land, uh, without using a realtor. This was in BC. I th I think they didn't use a realtor. Lindsay told me about this. They bought a piece of land. Uh, and didn't do their due diligence and wanted to put a homestead on. So, you know, hey, we're going to have a wedding venue and this and this and this, and it's whatever it is, 80 acres. I'm just making this stuff up. Sure. They didn't do enough due diligence to realize that it was a burial ground. Um, and the burial ground is like, you know, 200 or something years old. Um, and the people who bought it were indigenous. And they were like, oh, snap, if we're going to be, digging here we're going to be digging up our ancestors so we don't want to do it so they're saddled with this piece of land that they can't do what they want on it because they didn't do their due diligence in advance and again maybe something like that would matter to some people and might not matter to other people right um but knowing those things asking those questions doing those do, doing that due diligence in advance might have uh, uh helped prevent that so um yeah it's it's uh you gotta ask the questions if you're buying and you got to uh you know answer the questions i guess if you're selling yeah yeah and i mean especially in western canada right like it's a little bit more prevalent than i think in the ottawa area um for that sort of scenario but there are still other scenarios um the grounds contaminated that kind of stuff like you know that happens a lot uh a lot a lot there's like yeah there was a company that was burying drums here for a long time yeah. and you can't uh, do anything you can't drill a well yeah, you're gonna be. Uh, yeah, in in your in your place, you've got the you've got the plume, the former garbage dump plume, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all uh, it's all all of those things need to be considered uh, when when you're buying. So. Exactly. So if we missed any, uh, put them in the comments. Let us know. Maybe there's some that uh, that you've experienced that you had to go through. Let us know, or shoot us a message about it. Or if you want to know more about it. Calendly links are probably below. Um, so you can book an appointment with us to talk about whatever it is, uh, real estate wise. Hopefully, real estate wise. Not just did you did you see New Girl? <laughs> is that are there there's still new episodes? I don't no, know. No, no. Just <laughs> maybe someone's just behind, you know, too busy looking at Victorian era ghosts. Right. Got yeah, it. As one does. 
Uh, so in the meantime, we'll wrap things up on the Real Collective Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thanks for having us in the background on YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, and share the channel if you could. Maybe hit that little notification bell so you know when a new episode is laid out. Uh, thanks for having us with your workday or your time to yourself. We really appreciate it. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks again for joining us on the Real Collective Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. And until then, keep it real. Collective.